Hi, and welcome once again to Backstage Pass. This is the funnest show ever. It, we are celebrating, actually, the 27th annual Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest, and many, many thanks to the Berks Arts Council for making this series possible here on the People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter, and with me this afternoon is Matt Collin. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be here. You have been somewhat of a staple, you could say, at Jazz Fest. How many years are you on the production crew now? I think this is my 20th year. I started with Gary as a production assistant and a runner, and I worked at a variety of venues. And I have theater background and production experience from when I was in high school and college. And I wanted to get involved with Berks Arts Council and the Berks Jazz Fest. And I started going to shows um, during the first few years. And then I asked if I could get involved, and Gary asked if I would join his production team. That's, thanks for sharing it like that, right out of the gate, because I know um, the Berks Jazz Fest is looking for more volunteers, and often people go and they see this army of volunteers, and they're all having a good time, and they wonder, how do you get involved? And it's really as simple as you just shared, ask. Yes, and we had our first volunteer festival at Building 24, which was a huge success. We had a lot of people come in and we had tables set up because there's different roles mm -hmm. as volunteers. We have our merchandise crew, we have our front of house crew, which takes care of all the seating and the ushering and the ticket taking. Right. We have our production crew, we have our ground transportation crew. So you find your niche and what you would like to do and then you get hooked up with your contact person at Berks Arts Council. But one of the best ways is to go to the Berks Arts Council website and then go to Berks Jazz Fest, and there's a link that you can click on where you can fill out a volunteer form and specify some information, uh, what kind of experience you have, and then you can uh, be followed up by a contact person that will let you know uh, when the first meetings are and how you can get involved. And you know it's fun, because you've been doing it for 20 years. You haven't walked away from that and said, okay, I've had enough <laughs> of Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest. And I, I want to throw out, it is fun, but it's, it's tough. When I say tough, it's a time commitment. And the people that get involved just absolutely love it. Now, you chose yeah. the production crew, perhaps because of your theater background? So My theater background home? with staging, mm -hmm. lighting, audio, and also as a musician. And one of my favorite things that I like to do, we call it backline, where the company comes in with all the rental equipment, and then you set up the stage for the musicians. So you're there for the load-in, the setup of the stage, the musicians arrive, and they're so grateful because they're traveling, many of them traveling uh, far with airplane rides and then right. ground transportation. Right. And when they see your face and how much you care about making them comfortable and setting up the equipment with them, and then helping them through sound check and getting them to the hospitality and catering area so they can have a nice dinner break. Um, so I like, I really enjoy doing the back line. Uh, but recently I've been moved up and sort of a promotion to stage manager and I'll uh, be the stage manager again this year at Building 24 Live. You are quite an asset to the whole team because of your unique position of being a performer. You're, you're not just a musician, you're a performing musician. You have your own band, Cullen and Company. We didn't even get to that. And that's what we, we want to talk about. But I'm glad that you brought up the background that's going on. Um, because of your background, because you perform, you have to bring that perspective to your crew. And now you're stage manager at Building 24. Yes. So I can only assume, and that is an assumption, you're looking at it maybe just a little bit differently than 
a production crew who doesn't perform. Yeah, I think so, uh, especially when you look at the needs of the, the drummer, because I am a drummer. So um, I can help them set up the drums, help them tear down the drums if what they're bringing their own equipment. Well, they like to have their monitor mix a certain way. Their, their drums need to be set up a specific way. So as the stage manager and production coordinator with Gary, he'll send me all of the contracts and all of the riders, which are all the specifications okay. on the exact equipment that they would like to have from the backline company. Um, they'll also send the stage plot, which will show the exact setup of all the band members, mm -hmm. their location on the stage, how the drums should be set up, their exact location. So to have someone who can understand the stage plot, all the inputs, all the miking that has to take place, the specialized equipment that they're requesting, and then if they need something, knowing where to go to get it. If I have to run right. to Spiro's Modern Music or to Fred's Music Store or to my rehearsal space to pick up some cymbals or some special brushes or a set of kungas, um, it's something that is really helpful to have a musician and, and someone, or I can send someone up from my team as a production runner to get something. It's becoming very clear to me listening to you why musicians are so anxious and willing to come back to the Boscov Sparks Jazz Fest. And we hear that over and over again, and we often hear uh, because of the hospitality. Um, but you're adding a whole new dimension to that hospitality. And then the, the dimension is very important because that's the dimension that supports their presence on stage and that we get to consume as the audience. So let's go back to presence on stage. Matt Cullen, drummer for Cullen and Company. When did you start playing the drums? How old were you? Uh, I played drums. My father was a drummer. Oh. And in our family, uh, growing up, we all played instruments and sang. And I really wanted to play the drums. But I started playing clarinet. Really? And I really wanted to play drums. But my father wasn't sure. You know, it's expensive and it's a lot of equipment to carry. Um, so he had me start on the snare drum. And I started playing snare drum about seven years old. At seven. At about seven. Did, and, you, uh, did you join the band at all? I at did. Okay. I did. I went to Catholic school. So at Sacred Heart, we didn't have right. a band. So I took lessons right in West Reading at A&R Music. And um, Martin Bradfield was my yeah. drum instructor. And I practiced on a practice pad until I learned my rudiments. And I could show my father. I could play paradiddles and everything that I needed to do. And then I got my first snare drum. And then I played up until seventh grade, just snare drum. And uh, Holy Name was starting a marching band and they needed drummers and I was recruited oh. to come up to Holy Name as a seventh grader, eighth grader to play in the high school marching band. That had to be a big deal. It was very much a big deal. Yeah, I remember I being in the bleachers playing my snare drum and my friends from Sacred Heart Elementary School, middle school level would be underneath pulling at my pants legs. <laughs> hitting my shoes and I'd look down and I'd wave to them and I'd be on the field waving to my mom. She would come to all my marching band uh, parades and to our field shows. Yeah. And Holy Name was a very small band, but it, it was a great experience to get to be in a band like that. And then that's when I started to play drum set. When did you mix in? Cullen and Company is going to do a performance. What is the date? We're going to perform on March 31st. March 31st. It's the first Friday of the first weekend of Jazz Fest, and we are going to be at the Good Nights Lounge at the Crown Plaza. And, and you're it's incorporating a, something with the Grateful Dead. Yes, I am doing a, an evening of Grateful Dead music, and we're going to feature classic cuts from the Grateful Dead. 
And then we're going to do um, some special numbers from a group that was called Jazz is Dead. So we're featuring music of the Grateful Dead and Jazz is Dead. And Jazz is Dead took a new twist on the music of the Grateful Dead, the classic songs, and they wrote some new charts and they did jazz versions, instrumental versions. And we're going to be featuring David Cullen, a Grammy award-winning guitar player that's going to be performing with us that night, my brother. And your brother, yeah. <laughs> so we're very excited to have David. And we're featuring some all-star musicians from the Philadelphia area uh, that are coming up to play with us. Uh, so it's going to be a very exciting night. And we do have some special surprises in store. It's interesting. I think on the surface, you say jazz. The dead's over here somewhere. And when I started thinking about it, I thought it kind of makes sense, because if you've ever gone to dead concerts, they just go on and on. Those musicians really improvise, and they go out into yes. their own little universe, and they come back again. So that element is very much like jazz music. I, I do compare it to that. Um, there's compositions, there's song structure, and then it's a launch pad into improvisation. And through the years, the Grateful Dead played all styles of music from the early days, which was more experimental, mm -hmm. and some people mm -hmm. called it acid rock. Right. And then they got into a lot of country and bluegrass. And then in the 70s, they moved more towards rhythm and blues and mm -hmm. soul and even some disco. When you think of Shakedown Street, the record. I never thought about that as disco, but you're right. A very yeah. danceable. And yeah. then through the 80s, they continued to grow in popularity and had some actual hit songs that came out. So they have some very popular music. I was fortunate, uh, I was born in California in Mountain View, which is like the base outside of San Francisco where many of the Grateful Dead members uh, were living right. at the time before right. they moved into San Francisco and they started to perform. And uh, I just embraced that whole idea. I was the California boy. And when I was old enough, I would talk to my sister who went to her first Grateful Dead show uh, when I was born in 1966 out in California and the albums were in our library where we had our music room and I could play the records and listen to the music and then I was able to as a teenager start to go see the Grateful Dead. Was that some inspiration or motivation for you to learn drums? The yes. Dead music as well? I think it was all the music that my family listened to. Mm -hmm. My parents listened to a lot of folk music which didn't have a lot of drums. Um, yeah, very acoustic. It was very acoustic, but I would play the bongos or I would play my brushes or I would try to add and enhance some of the folks and the sing-along songs that mm -hmm. we would do. And then I started to play more rock and roll in the 70s and when I got my first drum set. So and then I kind of eased into this Grateful Dead thing and that, that kind of happened um, late 70s into the 80s and that's when I started to go see the Grateful Dead. And then I would, I would travel and see the, the band and get to see them perform. Was that the impetus for forming Cullen and Company? Well, I started a band um, about seven years ago that was called Good Love and Jam Band. Mm -hmm. And we um, played all over the Berks County area and we did some festivals and, and some regional shows. And we would do an evening of Grateful Dead music. Okay. And John Ernesto knew about this band and he really... He enjoys the Grateful Dead, but it's not necessarily something he thought was a good fit for Jazz Fest. Right. Um, so I told him about the Jazz is Dead project. And two years ago, I believe, he had Billy Cobham come and play. And Billy was the original drummer who played with Jazz is Dead. And they featured all kinds of fabulous musicians in their rotation. 
And I played a little bit at Soundcheck one time, and I talked to Gary about it. And I said, I'm going to talk to John about this. And Cat Davis said, you should definitely talk to John. I think Jazz is Dead would be a great show. Um, but Jazz is Dead doesn't perform anymore. So I said, well, maybe we could get Good so Love and Jam Band. you're going to make it happen, yeah. Or we could yeah, get yeah, Colin and Company, it. and we could do a Jazz is Dead and a Grateful Dead show. Um, so we were featured at Building 24 live this past year mm -hmm. in October. It was a great show. And that's when John asked me if we would do the show for Jazz Fest. How excited are you? I'm very excited to get to perform at Jazz Fest. Um, I've done non-ticketed events, and mm -hmm. I've done some of the local events in Berks County with my jazz trios and other musicians that I work with. There's so many venues that we perform, local musicians, but to be part of the major concert schedule and to be a ticketed event is, for me, it's a step up, and it's something I've always wanted to do. What does it mean to you to be able to perform with your brother? To be on stage and to be able to play together like I imagine you guys must have jammed a bit at home when you were kids. We did. I remember yeah. when I was young I would ask David if I could go to sound check with him and for those of you from Berks County area he would he would take me to Rasputin's and I'd oh go in goodness. for sound check and <laughs> some of the places when he would be performing and um, when we, he would do jam sessions he would let me go sometimes and we would do these jams and I always look forward to playing with David, but it wasn't until recently that we've got to play a lot more together. Mm. Uh, we do a, a act that's called Cullen Brothers, mm. and David and I will perform as a duo. And now we have Cullen and Company. Uh, we don't always get to feature David because he's so busy playing with all the different groups. So Cullen and Company features uh, a lot of different local musicians, mm -hmm. and it depends on the venue, um, if it's a festival, what type of show it is. Uh, I'll hire different musicians for different shows that we do. I'm looking forward to seeing the two of you together and to enjoying the music from the Jazz is Dead project yeah. and the surprises you have in store. Yes. So it's over at um, Good Nights. Good Nights. Is that correct? On March 31st. Um, it's going to be uh, a later show because a lot of the shows we time them so people can go to an earlier show, right. Right. then they can go to a later show, and then they can make it to the Midnight Jam. So we will have some out-of-town people that will plan their evening uh, for an early dinner. Then they may go to a 7.30 show. Then they'll come over to Good Nights at 9 o'clock, uh, 9.30 for our show. And then they'll make it over to Building 24 for Gerald Weasley's Late Night Jam at midnight. So I'm we're in the middle of right, that. Right, right. To just yeah. keep it moving, and I'm looking forward to yeah. moving from seeing you on stage instead of backstage. I've yes. seen you over the years uh, doing the vital job of keeping the production together. So look for it, Cullen and Company. And Matt Cullen, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yep. You are too.